Hey, welcome to Cook, Feast, Repeat. This is me, Andrew Oma, with my co-host, Chad Castores. I'm here. Welcome to episode one. Yes. Long journey coming. Yep. And we are starting off with a quick uh, quick five-minute recap of what we did this last week. So I did some Gaslands yesterday with you and yeah, that was some other people. Um, other than that, we I also bought a new smoker. So I bought a Traeger, so I'm part of the yep. Traeger Nation. <laughs> Uh, just a small scout, so I did burgers in that for everyone, and I also did some bacon-wrapped uh, steaks before Chad showed up. Yeah, I didn't have that. Yeah, Thanks. I didn't have enough for kids, so I was like, we're going to cook it all before they show yeah. up. I had to bring kids, unfortunately. Eh, we all make mistakes. So we have... <laughs> the burgers turned out fantastic. I'm not a huge grilling person. Uh, I'm really glad that I did buy it, though. It was a great deal on Costco. Um it's fantastic. I really like the smoker. We use hickory wood. It lights right away. Cleaned it. It's nice and small. It's like 50 pounds. Other than that, we didn't do too much. I worked. I w- had a doctor's appointment on Friday. That's always some. No one needs to know any of this. No one cares. So, yeah, what'd you do? I went to Whole Foods. It was fun. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not yet a sponsor. Talk about married life. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. It's kind of a busy week. I don't want to get into all the details because nobody cares if I go into a doctor appointment or anybody else went to a doctor appointment. Right, Andrew? Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, I mean, um, we were working on the podcast for a yep. lot of it, trying to get all of our social media links down, yep. trying to get the website built, which we are so far on, and Chad has done a great job on that. Uh, Thanks and for tweeting my horn because I really also, didn't do any of it. <laughs> yeah, we're also trying to get uh, still Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts oh to upload. Right now we're on Spotify all, and a bunch of other ones that no yeah. one cares about. Podbean, iHeartRadio. Really, iHeartRadio? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, you remember you did all that? So oh, that was yeah. Really, that was yeah, really yeah, impressive. That's, right. that's what I did, yeah. 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 You yeah, did yeah. so much. I did all of it. Uh, every single day I asked him, <laughs> hey, could you work on these three things? I got busy, man. I'm sorry. I know. I forget <laughs> that I don't have a life compared to you. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, but other than that, it was a pretty simple recap of things we did. I did go to a new restaurant called the Black Rooster. Uh, How'd you like is, that? It is where the Vinzer Stube used to be. In Hudson, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're telling me about and that. And it was fantastic. It was a great experience. They still have the same guy making the strudel that they oh, did for 17 years. That's awesome. So that's fantastic. And the food is great. The drinks were great. I had a old or a campfire old-fashioned, which is really smoky. Hmm. I forgot the other drink I had, but it was very uh, fruity. Was it one of those drinks that had this, like, the smoke coming Yeah, in? both of them oh, were smoke-infused. That's awesome. And they were fantastic. And then we had beef tartare. Which I love beef tartare. It's really creamy. I can't do tartare, man. I'm sorry. I like raw food, so it's okay. Um, and then two of our friends joined us as well, and they loved it as well. We also had pork belly. What's the cost for that kind of stuff? Like, it was not a cheap experience. See, it's what the beer stube was like. It was like it wasn't expensive, but it wasn't cheap. Yeah, the beer stube is in Hastings. The Vinzer stube. Oh, Vinzer stube. That's yes. Right. Duh. Okay. The Vinzer stube wasn't uh, expensive. I had a large. Uh, curry versed plate every time I went, and that was thirteen ninety five. Okay. So I I wasn't horribly out of bank, but the beef tartare was like ten twelve bucks, and then the pork belly was another thirteen, and then I had a beef Wellington, which is like I think it was close to forty bucks, forty or fifty wow. for the entree. That's crazy. But it was really good. It was well worth the experience. And it's so easy to mess up a beef Wellington. <laughs> oh, hardcore. Um, so that was great. We also had a pasta Alfredo on uh, a bed of fondue, 
which was really good. A better fondue. Yeah, it was like a, it was, I don't know how they did it. Well, they put cheese in the bottom of it and put yeah. pasta on top, but I'm definitely it was for something like that. it was really good. And then also we had a pork chop sandwich, which was probably the best pork chop I've ever had in the way of it was not fatty in any areas, mm-hmm. and it tasted like a schnitzel, but not as thinly pressed. Okay. And then for dessert, we had all three desserts. We had the apple strudel, which is fantastic. It is uh, it is the most buttery like old fashioned grandma recipe strudel. Uh. Along with, they no longer have the cinnamon whipped cream on it. They now have a normal whipped cream that they make in house, and then a bourbon, a bourbon caramel drizzle. Okay. So that was good. Uh, we had like a lava cake thing, which I would say was very great. Very dense chocolate cake. Yeah. Along with a very thick, not watery caramel hot fudge, which is very oh, important. Nice, yeah. And then also we had the a banana like Foster kind of like light dish, very fluffy. And it balanced really well with the other desserts. Don't did, get three desserts. No. Did they uh, do the uh, table side for the uh, dessert? The, no. Um... They just dropped it off. It's No, there's no cracking or flame oh, okay. on that. It was just served in a light dish. It was so fluffy, though. It was really light. Yeah. Really good banana flavor. I like when I go to a restaurant and they have the um, banana. Um, I can't say the word right now. Uh, like uh, a la flambe? Yeah, where they, they do come the out table presentation. It. I like that, but you also pay more for it generally. Yeah. But it was a fantastic experience. It's still in the same dark, grungy basement. It's got a really like weird vibe to it. It was emotional That's what going makes back. It amazing. Yeah, it was. It's a great environment. It's a lot of history in that building for Hudson. I would highly recommend going to the Black Rooster. It's, I believe, the same chef as the St. Paul Grill, which is another great restaurant. Amazing restaurant. I was. Very hesitant to go back. I'm very angry about the restaurant taking over. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not. I'm. They didn't do anything wrong, and the Vintage Tube didn't like get bought out. They just retired. Yeah. It wasn't COVID related or anything like that. So. That's good. It, yeah, it went on a good note, and this restaurant replacing it is a great place and a great spot for people in Hudson to go and mm-hmm. others to come by too. It's downtown Hudson, which is a really fun place to visit. There's a lot of restaurants down there. It's changed quite a lot since I was in college back down there. And it, it was a really fun experience, and it uh, it's like closure for me. It was it was sad because the back wall where they had a bunch of old coins that people pressed into the walls, and all the pictures of people going to Germany and stuff were all off the wall. So it felt really sad, depressing, and yeah. sad, and horribly sad. But <laughs> it was also a a great new fresh start for the restaurant, and yeah. I think it is highly recommend for everyone to go there and try it out. But that was pretty much the highlight of my last week. Okay. And I did that on Sunday night. Okay. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So highly recommend going to that place. As for this, we did uh we started off with the first course of our salad. Yeah, our first series salad is a spinach mozzarella with, with croutons. a vine- yeah, with croutons and a vinaigrette. Yep. And we did change the recipe a slight on this one. And that's amazing with recipes with cookbooks. If you don't like something Make it with something you do like. Yeah, change it. It's change never it. nothing's wrong with finding something you like and replacing it with something that you don't. Yes. And it's also like don't make a recipe that you don't like. Right. You're just wasting food. Yeah. And so you're gonna hate it and then you're like, I'm never making this again. Yeah. <laughs> so, and give it more than one shot if you yeah. if you do make it and you're like, Oh man, it's a little salty. Yeah. Lower the salt. Lower the salt. Taste as you go, basic chef you know, stuff like that. Basic chef stuff, yep. So I would say that this was a really simple recipe. It's spinach, wash it, and put some vinaigrette on it. 
the vinaigrette itself was a little bitter for me on yeah. top of vinaigrettes. But we did croutons, and we did a – I have a jalapeno-infused olive oil that we brushed on there before baking them at 400. If you don't like that, in the recipe, it calls for just normal extra virgin olive oil. Yep. We used the jalapeno stuff, and yep. it was fantastic. fantastic. It I really was... – oh, it really popped. It's not hot. It has just enough punch to give you, like, some good flavor on it. And overall, it just – it adds so much more. Yeah. So I would highly recommend doing that. We'll have the ingredients and the way to make these recipes most likely posted in the... In social medias? Social medias, or we'll put it in the description if we feel like it. Most likely, it's just going to be in the bottom there. So check it out. The next one was a shepherd's pie, which is is... a Chad specialty. Yes. And it was... I loved it a lot. I really liked the flavor of it. Yeah. I'm not a big meat and potatoes kind of guy, like I was telling him, and... The mashed potatoes on top were great. We we threw them through a ricer, which yeah. definitely helped Helps consistency a lot. A lot. Yeah. And the lamb was really good. Yeah, it it brought so much more flavor that we love in these kinds of dishes. It's really potent on its own, and yes. it, it's a standalone dish. You can yep. serve this anytime, in my opinion, yeah. and it's a really good. It's easy to make. It's very hearty. So I typically, my family typically makes it during the winter time, but if you have time. Because it only takes maybe, what, 45 minutes if you got everything already? I think the real thing about it is you're browning the lamb, and yep. then once that's browned up, you're throwing everything into one big pot. and stuff. And, yep. Yep. So it, make sure you have a big pot, especially if you want to make it a one pot. Make sure you have it so that it can um, go in the oven. If it can't go in the oven, then you're going to be making it with several pots. Which, like we did. Yeah, and it's, yeah. it's not a big deal. It's just it makes extra... One washing. frying pan, one wok, and one glass container to make yeah. it was our recipe. But yeah. I would highly recommend doing a big, like a big frying pan to get everything cooked yeah. up and sautéed in, and then transfer it over to a glass pan. I thought that was a great idea. Yep. If you have a cast iron or a dust, a Dutch Absolutely. oven or something like that, yeah, problem solved. Problem All in solved. one, yeah. great to go. Yep. Make sure it's able to go in the oven. Um, so here's a little kind of like a tip that I've used is that the oven requires it to be at 400 degrees for 20 minutes per the recipe. Now, if you did that, everything is already cooked. So there's really no reason to do that. So what I do is I turn on the broiler and I get the potatoes right underneath the broiler to brown them up and to stiffen it and to make kind of like a little crunch. Use paprika. Yep. And um, I can't remember the spice that you put on there. It's uh, it's called Hagar Spice Company, and okay. it's a, a local place that in we, Hastings. Did you we, say? I think they're out of Hastings, but we bought them up in Duluth at a craft fair. Oh, I, okay. Yep. So they're uh, a really easy seasoning. I know they're at the Ren Fair too. Um, okay. Just it's a basic salt, pepper, and some other stuff they put yep. in there. But putting that seasoning on top is really important for this recipe because we put it on the broiler instead of baking the whole thing. Yep. And the broiler is going to crunch up everything on top. Yeah. Putting those seasonings on there, you can have some piles here up and the there, which is great. Profile. You can definitely smell it as you open mm-hmm. the oven. Yep. And that crisp texture on top of those mushy potatoes really brings the whole thing together. So I'm going to start back over and say, basically what this recipe is, is lamb, um, frozen peas, Frozen corn. That's one of those things that I put in there. I don't. I just like corn, so that's what I, I put in the there. Corn's great. Yeah, it gives it an extra little crunch. Yep. Um, and then you have 
I put in celery, again, my own recipe. Um, and then you get carrots and onion and oil, flour, beef stock, bone broth, what have you, as long as it's beef. You can even use chicken if you want. Yeah, I would, definitely, I would definitely <laughs> stick with the, the beef, beef protein yeah, because the, of the lamb. It would yep. mix really well. Um, the chicken stock could have a little bit more salt in it. Yeah. Oh, you get low sodium. It's actually just making a gravy, but the gravy yep. is like very minimal to the whole entire dish in a yeah, per se. You, at the end, you're trying to make a, a basic roux with yep. the flour. Yep. Just so you can, you know, stuff and everything up and try to make it a thicker for like serving. Yep. It's also like it adds a lot of flavor with that roux. Yep. So that's why the beef stock's really important. Mm-hmm. It's such an easy recipe to make. And it makes so much. It does. It makes <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> and that's why my family loves it, because it can take 30 to 45 minutes to make, and it makes so much food that you'll have leftovers at the end of the day. Guaranteed. Unless you're feeding a fa- like a, an army. Yeah, then, and even you if might, you are feeding an army, it's really still, easy yeah, to make. Yeah. You can definitely like belt this up for a dinner. Yeah. And with the only thing you require is a stovetop and a, a broiler or an oven, you're really set for an yeah. easy make. You don't and the potatoes, you can actually even mash it. If you don't have a potato ricer or a kitchen yeah, you aid can just or whatever, boil them and mash them. Mash them with easy, a fork. Easy. Yeah, that's, everyone's made mashed <laughs> potatoes the simple way. Boil them up, throw them in there. Butter, sour cream. And milk. Milk. And I also would recommend a little bit of salt or pepper. Up a lot you. of bit of salt. But taste as you go. <laughs> yeah, taste as you go. So we'll make sure when we post these recipes, we're going to post the recipe that we have baked like as it's meant to be in their ideal world of recipe world. And then what do we maybe do? Like, and then we're going to just throw tips, some chef like Andrew some, Chad chips. Oh, my. Yes, yes. Some feasting tips. Feasting tips. I like that. So we're going to throw those in the bottom of the recipe so that way you can read along with what we did. It is a really good recipe. I highly recommend it. It is. It's gamey. It is lamb. Yep. So it is gamey. Or, on the other hand, if you wanted to make it not gamey and just use regular ground beef, which is okay, that would be considered cottage pie. Yes. Cottage and shepherd. Yeah, I learned that today, too, is the shepherd pie is lamb, lamb and, and cottage, cottage is, is beef. beef. And I'm just wondering, what do you think a chicken pie is? It's just chicken pot pie, isn't it? Yeah, that would be, wouldn't it? Right? 100%. Except it wouldn't be mashed potatoes. It would be um, pastry. Yeah. yeah, and I was telling him, too, is I really like pastry-based oh, pies. you could make this a pastry thing, too. Like you could. Like, you could just make a stuffed pe- like a, t- a stuffed pasty yeah. pe- pie. Stuffed pasty pie. Yeah. A stuffed pasty pie. See, and this is the, a beautiful thing about cooking, is that you can make whatever you want. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's great to just be able to, like, throw science. ideas. And, yeah, it's, it or is science. Things. It's basic science, trial and error. Trial and error, yep. It is the risky thing that I think most people see is when they see a recipe and they know they could fail, they'll stop right ahead because wasting money in this day and age is tough. Ingredients aren't cheap. Especially with the lamb we made, the lamb that we had, each pound was $11. So it's $22 things of meat. Right? So it's, it's expensive. So beef is the option I would use. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why our family, I love lamb. So that's why I don't normally make it with lamb. It's a treat for me when I make it with lamb. Because his family is the yep. size of, like, I don't know, King Tut's two mates. I mean, two pounds of beef or a pound of beef. That'd be enough. Yeah. 22 bucks plus. So probably an estimated of $40 yeah. for this meal. 
it will feed a family of four. It will feed a easily. family of eight. Yeah, easily. Without a problem. And then you can have some leftovers. Yep. So maybe that's not the problem you have. I would say that the real thing in this thing is you don't want to waste ingredients, like we said. So when you do your cooking, you want to look at recipes that link together. Yes. Or you're going to do a one recipe overall cook. Yep. So what that means in my eyes is, hey, I so I love to entertain. I have a lot of people over at my house. I'm an introvert. I don't like to entertain, so that's not on me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much weekly I have people at my house to a degree, and I love to cook. So what I do is I'm like, all right, we have a bunch of people coming over. I try to get a people count because, heaven forbid, everyone could show up if they say I, so. I always make it easy for you, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, you always just don't show up. So <laughs> it's easy enough to do that, but then it's like, oh, I got six people coming. I need to make a food dish that can have six people, and if there's leftovers, I'm going to have that the next day. Yep. I don't, I'm not making 20 people's worth of food. If I run out of food, which does happen, mm-hmm. I just tell people, you should have showed up on time. <laughs> it's as simple as that. I'll make you a PB&J sandwich. But See, that's where we are different. If I'm entertaining and I'm like, oh my God, I'm ran out of food, my anxiety level goes through the roof. <laughs> it, it's just a fair thing as if I know exactly how many people are showing yeah. up, I should know. I, I know how much I eat, and if right. I portion for me seven times, that should be enough food. Overall, I guess so, yeah. I mean, I've never had a problem where I ran out of food unless people showed up with more people or didn't show up or yeah. told me they weren't going to come and came anyway. So I would always say buy on the, the moment of excess, but don't don't worry about buying too much or too little. Right. Buy what you need for the recipe. And if you're like, man, I really like carrots, buy more carrots. Buy more Throw carrots. more carrots in there. It's I, not going to hurt it. You like celery? Buy more celery. You like yeah. more onions? Buy more onions. It's- you like more meat? Put more meat. But budget-wise, it's pretty cheap. We like, need a vegetarian reasonable. version of this. Just wouldn't put the lamb in. Yeah, you had to have some other kind of like major protein. Sorry, beans? I got off track. Beans. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I've never made a shepherd's or a cottage pie in general, yeah. so making a vegetarian would be another whole level for me. <laughs> uh, I just recently learned how to cook gluten-free and vegan and dairy-free and. Huh. Yeah, it's fun. Um, so that that's our our basing. Our next thing is a dessert that we made. Yeah, and it's. Freaking delicious. Course number three is a great s'mores brownie. <sighs> and we made a couple of variations to this, but it's pretty much a basic brownie mixture, which is going to be two cups of chocolate chips and a stick of butter. When I saw you cooking it, I noticed you didn't use a double broiler. No, I've never used a double broiler in my life. Okay. Even I when I, I melt chocolate. Cho- chocolate with double broiler. So I was like, well, this is new to me. <laughs> I never temper chocolate anymore. Yeah. Uh, and if I do temper chocolate, I use a sous vide because. Oh, that'd be perfect. It, it can't go any higher. Yep. It keeps hmm. perfect temperature. There's that no, is a good variation of that. Yeah. Tempering chocolate sucks. Yeah, it does. So this doesn't require tempered chocolate. So two cups of semi-sweet chocolate chips or whatever you want to use. Yeah. Stick of butter. Throw it in the... Frying pan, saute pan, however you like it. You can even microwave it if you really want to. Just mix it until it's all melted and combined. It should take maybe around four or five minutes on low heat. Okay. And then throw that into, I would recommend a KitchenAid, but you could do it by hand. You could whisk this whole thing. You're, you're going to have a tired arm. It's going to yeah, get really tired. thick. So you're doing that. You throw in some brown sugar and some normal sugar, about three-fourths cups each. Okay. Mix it, whisk it, or whisk it in there and let it cool. Oh, wait. Which I did not do. Second off. If you're going to mix it by hand, you could also use a hand electric hand mixer, too. Yeah. I, I, yeah, There's not a lot of people that have those anymore. No, that's an old thing. That is a really old. I know my grandmother has those. Yeah. Or you can even do the like the 
circle mixer with the hand. Yeah, that's even older. I don't know if anyone <laughs> has that, but if you have a mixer, great. Use it. If not, get Sorry, a whisk. I got out. off track. Um, I use a German whisk, which is something that I showed you today. Mm-hmm, that's amazing. I'm gonna get one. That thing is amazing. It is a powerhouse of a yeah. whisker. Um, you do need to use a little bit more elbow grease to do it, but it is super easy to use and cleaning is a breeze. It's one flat rounded piece of metal. Yeah. So whisk it in there with like that. Wait for it to cool. You don't have to. I I do mine warm. It's okay. You're then putting four eggs in there. Whisk them all separately until they're all combined. Like whole eggs or just yolks? Whole eggs. Okay. Uh, throw four whole eggs in there. Whisk them until they're combined. Do them separately each though or else you're going to get too much liquid. And then throw flour in there. It's a cup of flour. Some vanilla to taste. A little salt. Mix it all up. That gives you your batter, and you throw that on top of a baking pan. I would line it with aluminum if you want yourself to have a good time of cleaning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then put some granola or uh, some what's it called? Graham crackers. Parchment paper would work too. Yeah, parchment paper would work too. But I would use aluminum foil, just personally. Yeah. But yeah, graham crackers in the bottom. Pour it in there. Cook it for thirty to forty minutes at three fifty. And then wait until the toothpick comes out. We yeah. all know the toothpick test. And if you don't know the toothpick test, which I'm surprised you wouldn't, is you take a toothpick, just dip it into the thickest part, pull it out, and if it's got anything on there, wet batter, yep. put it back in for the oven, wait another couple minutes, and throw it back in. Yep. After that, take it out, put some marshmallows on it, and you put it back in the oven. I put it underneath the broiler. Okay, I need to make a correction. If you do the broiler, do not use parchment paper. You will start on fire. <laughs> I've done that before. Yep. If you do the broiler, very much watch it. Yeah. Because they will in they'll almost instantly start all burn. on fire. <laughs> so you just put marshmallows on top, and then you wait for them to brown. Just golden brown, you know, marshmallow s'mores. Yeah, I like pull them out the minute they're out. I completely love completely black, yeah. so I, it doesn't bother me if they came out bad or not. I like them when they're like hardened and shelled yes. on the outside, and then gooey on the inside. Yes. Oh, I love s'mores. Um, uh, but you take those out. Wait for it to cool off, cut your bars up, and you're good to go. Great brownies. Great. We ate them hot. Yes. And oh boy, are they good hot. Yeah, it's it's uh, instant diabetic, but so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a great experience there, too. Uh, it's just a sweet chocolatey dessert. Yeah. But that brownie thing, what I just described to you, if you just don't put the s'mores on top, boom, you have really great brownies. Amazing brownies. It's a simple recipe. Um. If anyone, like, ever needs a brownie recipe, it's, do not, I mean, you can use the box mix. It's great. They're going to be yeah. cakey. Yep. I like just fudgy cakey. brownies. Yeah. So, fudgy brownies just requires you to do the chocolate. Yep. And it's super easy with the butter. Yeah. Another reason, another way to uh, get around that is just make a longer, find a longer pan. And it won't turn out so cakey if you use the cake batter mix from the store. Yes. Or if I think it's if you swap out the oil, oil or with milk or I don't, something. I don't use the boxes, so I don't know. Yeah. Um, otherwise, that's the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. Overall, I would rank. Today was a mishmash. A mishmash. A mishmash. A mishmash. A matcha, matcha, matcha. Yeah. It was a really weird mix match of everything going on for recipes. Right. We had a really weird spinach mozzarella mediterranean with those croutons was great but yeah. that with the shepherd's pie was a was kind of a miss yeah because you're just not expecting that and then that sweet dessert at the end was great but i think yeah. if overall normally i would take some kind of pastry dessert 
with that shepherd's pie would be mm-hmm. great. Like we were planning on doing a peach yeah, cobbler, yeah, or a plum cobbler, P- plum, plum cobbler. But uh, we couldn't find plums. They're not in season, of course. Yeah. And then uh, for the early entree, I mean, I honestly think we should have just done bruschetta. Right, it that would have probably great. been the easiest thing. But the salad was, uh, it was good to try it out. I don't know other real entrees that go well with that kind of appetizer. For chef, I mean, the the shepherd's pie and a salad, it isn't a horrible thing. I guess he went to, like, I don't know, maybe a Caesar? But then that'd be too much, I think, like, too thick. Yeah, you in most, I don't like Caesars without some kind of protein. Yeah. So, overall, it was a really light salad. Good for, like, a Summertime. summer. Yeah. If you're into salads. Yeah. And then I think we touched on this a little bit, but we're going to be doing a board game as well every other week. Yes. And transferring over to that, we're running a Gaslands tournament currently in the house. And it was, we did that yesterday, like I said. It was a good time. Yeah, I, it was fun. Yeah, I was glad that we were able to go through a longer race. Yeah. It was kind of a, what was it, figure eight? And then yeah, we it was meant a, to be a figure eight. Yeah, we did a figure eight death race yeah. um, with a 40 can team. And yeah. pretty simple. I, the game is just super simple. You have a Hot Wheels car that you buy from Walmart or Target for $1.18. <clears throat> Take a couple of those and then simply... Take it, and then you just race around with these uh, templates. You cannot measure the, with your templates, though. You have to Once take, you take it up, you must use, use it. it. Or, if you can't use it, the person to your left is going to be picking a template right. for you. It's a lot of tomfoolery, mm-hmm. and it's it's really simple to pick up. You're rolling some quick, fast dice, a lot of crashing, a lot of explosions. It's a easy game to play. A lot of people don't know about it because it's not from a giant publisher. Right. It's from a small-town like publisher thing. Hasbro. Yeah, and you can go online and, and get a copy of the rulebook for 20 bucks. Okay. It's easy. There's a ton of things in that rulebook from uh, campaign games, pickup games, uh, scenarios, 30 to 40 did different missions. Did we have missions. a scenario game last night? We did. We had a, a televised death race. Okay. And that's why we series. got audience Audience points. votes. Okay. Yep. All of that is a... It's such an easy game to pick up and play. Yeah. I would say... I'm really bad at guessing ages for games and kid ages. My nine-year-old will be able to pick this up easily. But I think a nine- to ten-year-old kid yeah. can pick this up really easily and play it. It's not hard. If they're really into games, maybe they can be like six or seven. Yeah, and even more so on top of that is if you need a hobby, too, is you grab these cars. They're a dollar some bucks. You compare that to most tabletop games, right. 30 to $40 for a single model, and that's on the cheap end. Right. Not even including that you have to assemble, demold, glue, paint, and then be able to bring to a tournament. Hot Wheels, Gaslands, you can paint the car if you want, grunge it up. It's an apocalyptic kind of area, and just throw some random plastic on there. It's really simple. You can just grab some dollar store paints and have a a great time. It's a great thing to do with your kids if you want to paint. It's also just a fun thing to bring to a tournament and teach people. Yeah. Because it's super simple. And the books have everything you need. You can print and play the book straight off. You don't need to buy templates. You don't need to buy dice. You don't need to buy templates either? You could. I mean, we did. We have acrylic right. templates yeah. for our for our speeds. But the book in the very back of it has all of those oh, things really? to where you can print and play. Oh. And they have data sheets for all the cars, too. So you can just awesome. print and play those without having to write anything down. Huh. 
Huh. And since it's in cans and it's super simple for math wise, cans of gasoline. Cans of gasoline. Okay. Yeah, that is the currency of the game. The the points. Yeah. It's super easy to play, and it's you can pick up a game in under five minutes, and within two turns, you know how to play. And I'm supposed you could probably take and make variations of your own whenever you want to, right? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, you could do some. I mean, uh, different missions. You the the racetrack we just design differently every single time. Awesome. I've seen it been played with Mario Kart, so <laughs> that you would be you, cool, you can actually. change the rules to be like Mario Kart rules. You could probably set it up and have the actual Mario Kart because they got the game where you play. They with the do. Camera. I, I really wanted to always like modify some of my Warhammer models to have an RC car in them, and I was uh-huh. like, well, it's probably too much work. So, but it is an easy game to play, and even more so if you want to, if you have a computer and you don't have any physical friends, you can do. And life is really sad for you. I'm sorry, dude. Rough. <laughs> and uh, I'll be your friend. Just tabletop, <laughs> yes. Tabletop simulator is an even easier way to play this game because you just download. I bet you if you Google tabletop simulator Gaslands mods, you'll be able to download them and learn the game even faster. Actually, this kind of is a good pairing because if you think about it, a shepherd's pie can feed a lot of people, and if you're gonna have a lot of people over to play Gaslands, yeah, it's boom. it's a fantastic. Uh, I guess that's a good way of looking yeah. at it. It's also a mishmash <laughs> of ingredients, right? But yeah, you can. Uh, it's an easy thing to play. It doesn't require a lot of tactileness or tactics. No, not I'm terrible at try. strategizing tactics and. There's a couple I was moments pretty, I was having fun at this game. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> There's a couple moments where you're like, if I thread the gap here, blah blah blah, and you're like, it all works out, or it can all go. I mean, I was just trying complete. to target you, so that's all I was doing last. Yeah, night. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a fun one though, so I highly recommend checking out Gaslands. Uh, like I said, it's from Osprey Games on their website. It's it's like twenty to thirty bucks for the book. Do you know how to spell that? Osprey Games. Um, I believe it's O for sure. O S P. I have the power of Google and one yeah, thumb. Yeah, so let me check here out. Um, Osprey Games. I think I'm wrong on this. Uh oh. O s p r e y. It's publishing, or Osprey Games. If you Google either one, you're gonna be able to find it. And well, that, I'm sure if you just type in Gaslands too, that would also be a, yeah. a thing too. But yeah, if you just uh, Osprey Games, Osprey Publishing, you'll be able to find exactly what you're looking for. It's super. I'm going to look up that tonight. Yeah, and then you can go a lot, not as much as it once was, but you can probably find game stores that have these acrylic things that we have, or find a friend with a three D printer, or go on Etsy, and it's like ten bucks for a set of templates. Yeah, and then you're you're up and running even faster than you need to do. But we did print and play for a long time. Okay. Because there was no reason for us to buy anything. Awesome. And. We have all the Hot Wheels cars that we had when I was a kid. So I just glued the wheels and threw them on there, and it's a great time. So, yeah, yeah that's a fun game. What do you think we can play next time? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I, I'm i really leaning towards a game called uh, – it's called Feast of Dim Sum. It's okay. a dumpling game. Well, or what I, I really want to – game where we uh, – uh, uh, you bought it um... – I buy a lot of games. I know, I know, I know. That doesn't help. Dude, I buy uh, so many games. It's unfair. I have 200-some <laughs> games in my collection, and it's just depressing that I have to build another shelf. <laughs> it's. I think it's Wombat? No. Wombat Combat is something you have. Yes, but you hand-to-hand bought it Wombat. for me, yes. or I bought it. I, whatever happened with yeah, it. Yeah, Hand-to-Hand matter. Wombat I bought for hand-to-hand you. Hand-to-Hand Wombat. There it is. Yes. Yeah. 
That's a great party game too, because yeah, it it's just it's it's random chaos. It's from the same publishers as, uh, Bert or Babies versus Bears or something like that. Yeah. It's a fun game. It is. Yeah. Uh, throw throw burrito. Same publisher. Yeah. Lighthearted game. I think that might be it. Either that or Foundations of Rome. I've been playing a lot of Foundations okay. of Rome, and that's a really good game too. I haven't so, yeah. looked at any kind of recipes for next week. I have to do that still. So. Yeah, we'll figure it out as we go. But like I said, bi-weekly we're releasing, so stick out with us. Comments. I also want to make something oh. very clear, is that the recipes that we put on here, do not have to follow them to a T. Please make them to your family or to your liking, and honestly give us a good, like honest review of what you thought. If, if you follow the recipe and you like it, great. If you didn't like it, but you followed it or you did your own. If you make of the recipe, don't be afraid to comment on the the post right we're going to be posting these recipes like i said we'll probably do three separate posts one for dessert one for entree and one Mm -hmm. for the appetizer and if you make the dessert or entree or anything like that post what you liked post what you didn't like about it photo if if you want to put a photo on there put a video photo whatever you need let us know what you changed about it if you liked it and then we'll go back over it we're going to make these recipes again in our own houses probably There's not been a single food that we've made in our lives that we're, like, totally against. And the if one, we are, you have to just change it up. Yeah. And it's it's always a simple thing. So mm-hmm. from spaghetti to shepherd's pie, you can really play a lot of ingredients <laughs> yes. around. So, yeah, by all means, check us out on the socials and do anything you need to do in that regard. Yep. And if you have a comment that directly towards us, let us know for Cook, Feast, Repeat. Yeah. But at the end of these three months, we're going to be doing a uh, cookbook giveaway. Yes. So don't, I don't know the don't logistics have a of it yet. But yeah, we if, don't have a cookbook. If we, we just bought do, one from a used bookstore, yeah. and we'll sign it and give it to you. Right. So what a gift that is. You know, whew, you know, two Lucky random you. guys in Minnesota, Wisconsin, throwing out cookbooks. <laughs> you know, you you tell me who's luckier, us or you. I couldn't tell you which one's which. So yeah. Thanks for coming in. Listen to the. Yes, thank you for uh, feasting with us. Yeah, welcome and goodbye. Goodbye.